So we need to make sure that it is it's not short lived. We need to hold this shit down. That's what I wanted to do. As long or not longer than they had. That's why I wanted to do this. It was the purpose of it. So we could tell our stories, the original stories, the origin of Kronk, which was a very intricate part for the city of Memphis. Um, Who was your influence locally? You know, tell tell us a little bit about how it was seeing, you know, everybody in, you know, uh, in that time. My biggest influence? And the, the the local artists that I looked up to the most during that time, man, when I was coming up. Yeah. And and I'm proud to say I know this cat now. He one of my peers. Yeah. But motherfucking Gangsta Pat. Gangsta Pat, that's my name. Man, man. number one suspect, yeah. baby. Gangsta, What's up, Pat? Yeah. Gangsta you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you your flowers, song. motherfucker. Yeah. It wouldn't be no nasty nardo if it wasn't for Gangsta Pat. Wow. That's real talk, Look, bro. A lot of people have sat right there here in the last couple of weeks. Pat is one of them. SMK is another. Everybody is uh, giving everybody love and uh, and shouting to everybody. Everybody is telling their same story, but from their perspective. Right. You know what I'm saying? So your influence, one of your major local influences, Gangsta Pat, P. You on it? Yeah, yeah, man. Tell man. us, tell us about how Pat influenced you. Man, the first time I heard Gangsta Pat, uh, was it shooting on Knox? <laughs> no, the first time, the first time, the first record I heard was <laughs> "I'm the Gangster." I'm the Gangster. I'm the Gangster. And the first time I heard that record, <coughs> and the first time they said there was a Memphis artist, mm-hmm. at that time, it was no Memphis artist on the major rec- record label, major scene, nowhere. He, yes, Gangsta Pat was the first rap artist to sign a major label deal out of the city. He opened the door for all of us. You know what I'm saying? And, for, and motherfuckers who don't give him his props, Fuck y'all. Nah. Y'all, hey, we owe that cat. Real talk. Yeah, yeah, bro. for sure. I had him on, the man. Gang. I had to give hey. him all the, all the love. Bro. Hey, uh, Flat had an He had an album out called The Game Owe Me. No. Yeah. The Game yeah. Owe Gangsta Pet. The Memphis rap scene Owe <laughs> Gangsta Pet. Because, man, <laughs> he showed the world that we could motherfucking rock, bro. Because, yeah. man, he did the damn thing. Yeah, shout out, Pat, man. man. I'm, I'm the gangster, shooting on Knox. Shooting on Knox, bro. This was <laughs> fuck the police before fuck the police. Dude was talking about shooting and killing the police, bro. <laughs> this was like Ice-T. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this was cop killer before cop killer. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But motherfuckers, hey. Shooting on Knox. Y'all go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look up Gangster Pet, Memphis artist. Check out his his first album, Number One Suspect, bro. He put Memphis rap on the motherfucking map. He wasn't the first artist to do Memphis rap, but he's the first one to do it on a major label. He was he the first one to do it in a major way. So shout out to Pat Man, love you, bro. Appreciate that. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Hey, 2008 November, Obama getting elected, and me and you get tapped in. We, matter uh, of fact, we were at a club called the White House. The White House. How ironic was that? It was 380 Bill, but it was it called, called, oh, yeah, called the Oh, yeah, old club 380 Bill changed his name to the White, White House. House. And we were there the night of the Obama. night that the first black president was elected. <laughs> we were partying and, in the fucking White House. And, 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 and this was, you just heard me say, right, people, everybody heard me say, 
November 2008, election night. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I in there doing? All of the same shit I'm doing, but telling what I was doing. You were, you were filming with Choosy. And interviewing Choosy you. Park, arrest in heaven, Choosy. Rest in peace, Choosy. Man, you, you were uh, filming with Choosy, man, doing your thing. And when I saw you, I was like, you know, that cat, that's the dude right, uh, from... Uh, X Camp, uh, we had just did a, a show like a year or two at prior the, uh, at the Crump Stadium. At Crump Stadium at the football stadium. Yeah, 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 yeah. the halftime show. Yeah, and he came and showed a little that night too. He was raising money for, uh, they was finna close this woman and kids shelter. Yeah, we was like, how was, the fuck are you gonna yeah, close a woman and kids yeah, shelter? Yeah, so I remember that. We had, we had was that with Mifa? Yeah, I, I look at I believe that was with Mifa. Mifa had put this show on. I can't Now that we put it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. Like, we was raising the money for that woman and children's shelter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And we we had been selling records out there, you know, doing our thing anyway. So we had, you know, threw the money to the thing. They right. kept the program going, I believe. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the things. Look, and, but in that time, we get acquainted. And then um, JP Studio gets robbed. Oh man! And you, and, yeah. and you lose the original Ghetto Star 2.0. It wasn't 2.0. Then it was just two because you was working on it, and uh, it was anticipated. It was anticipated because you're on a roll. Like your records, you're already featured on local people, and you got people like Gangsta Boo and. Uh, people like that on the records. The chat. We got, we got a chat. Shout out to Chat. What's up, baby? Man, giving her all the love. She's hurt right now. You know what I'm saying? Love she's you, not, Chat. She's not taking it. I already know, man. Uh, but she's walking tall, though. You know? I know. That was her, that was her sister for yeah, real. Man. But you you turning up, and uh, this shit is gone now. So you called me, and, uh, and it's like, bro, I got to start from scratch, bro. And I need to record. And it was that day that I had just got my Phantom Power Box to my microphone, and I had just got it all working. You, hmm, you for real? <laughs> I didn't know that. I hadn't even recorded, you know, been back recording myself yet. And you called me and told me that, and immediately I was like, I gotta get it in with my nigga, cause this is an honor. First of all, I'm a nasty Nardo fan. From, that's Real why. I, that's why. No, stop it. <laughs> my brother J Mac is the one that called you to be at the stadium. I'm sitting right next to him when we got you on the phone. To got, uh-huh. You know, got we talked to J Mun about it and shit. You know what I'm Shout saying? Shout out to J Mac. How J Mac doing? Right, like, he doing good. He doing good, man. You know, everybody just getting. Wrong, raising, raising these babies. Wine, women, and nigg <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What was, what was the name of that joint? White, white girls? And, oh, uh, shit. Oh, what, what, oh, oh shit. Oh, was it white girls and corn? Pork rinds and white what, girls. Pork rinds and white girls was the name of this cast album, y'all. Pork rinds and white girls. Hey, man. <laughs> My <laughs> God. <laughs> Nobody would remember that. Man. I will never forget that's that. That's my bro. He, he was turned up. He was crunk down there in Florida in Panama. He was living his life. Shout out, J-Man. He's killed for life, nigga. So much shit right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we got to work and started creating some shit, bro. We created, <laughs> we created a, mm. a, I believe, reinvented a sound that led to another LL project, Lil' Larry, the stimulus package. Yep. 
because uh, we was in the middle of a stimulus package. That was, oh, shit was going. Obama was doing that. Yeah. And we were going through that. So the project was stimulus package, uh, Trap House edition. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, 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 that mixtape, you're right. It was like, it changed a whole, it was a whole totally different direction from anything that I did before. It was like, when we hooked up, bro, it's like we just clicked. We just clicked. You know, and I hadn't clicked like that with nobody, you know, outside of JP, period. Yeah, yeah. You know? See, now I officially think you're crazy because I really didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Nah. And, and, I mean, and look, don't don't get it twisted. You know, at the time, I knew I, well, I knew well, your limitations. I knew what was going on. Yeah, well, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but at the same OG. time, I learned a long time ago. It ain't what you got, it's what you can do with it. Because yeah. I done seen motherfuckers rock out on a motherfucking four track. Yeah. Hell, motherfuckers, as a matter of fact, most of the motherfucking classic records that y'all hear today, especially a lot of like the early player fly, three six mob yeah. shit, man, we had four tracks, bro. Yeah. Eight tracks. And look, this this this, <laughs> this era and period of time that we talking about is funny because tell them what we was dropping in the closets. Oh, yeah. At the house, At the house. with the babies hollering. Yeah. And you'll never know. Yeah. You'll never know. And it was some of my most favorite records that I created in that time, like Spaceships and... Spaceships. Where they do that at? Where they, they do, do that, that at? You know what I'm saying? And motherfucking like, bottles man, of rosé. Bro, we, but you know what? We we were working like every day. Every day this nigga pulled we'll up. Every up. day. Even in the morning. Nardo is officially the nigga that got me to rolling blunts on a daily basis. Probably, <laughs> probably this time I was smoking on a semi-normal basis. 1.5. Yeah, I was, yeah, 1.5. I was 1.5 nigga, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm smoking. But I, this nigga's like, yo, nigga, for the some blunts. And this nigga would come through with a fat sack. And things haven't changed. But man. we were getting stupid high. And we was creating music like that. Hey, listen, bro. We gotta listen. We got, we're gonna reinvent Jack Tripper. We gotta do this. Man, we, we gotta do it again. We weren't chasing hoes, man. We were chasing songs. Yeah, we, we was, was looking we for was something. Working. We yeah, was we working, were, bro. No, yeah. I think Look, that's. You see that? Oh yeah, the purple package, man. Yeah, don't play, man. Classic shit, y'all. Y'all ain't got it. Y'all need to go get this the shit. The purple pig. It's online. Go find it, man. It's out there. It's bad. And that was at the beginning of that shit, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. The Dat Piff era and that, this, you know what I'm saying? A ball, MJG. You had a grape. You had a grape cigar. And it, Black. And, uh, grape. Yeah, it had the grape cigar in, in, the, in the, yeah. The marketing plan, he called me and said, yo, I got it. I'm going to put a grape cigar. I had a whole other idea that I won't remember because it wasn't as great as this one. Uh, and this nigga said, I want to put a grape cigar, cigar in the jewel, in the jewel case. case line. Yeah. And I said, oh my God, it's genius. Yo, when, they, when they got the joint, they had it was the, the CD, see the, see the cover with the weed leaves, motherfucking, we got your cigar to roll my nigga, up to. My nigga, my, yeah. my, my, my guy, singing Philip. Uh, did those drops for me and I hosted that mission. What it do, Philip? Machine classic, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like, man, we got some new shit, man. We got you, man. We yeah, well, you. he know. I talked to him the other day. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see him today at Boo Funeral, but, hey. uh, but yeah, no, no, we're, he, we're about to get busy. We're about to give him some of this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they about to get it, you know what I'm saying? So, and then, uh, let's take it to the, to the, to the point of, I want to get to back, Gangsta Pat and Al Capone's 
MJG, oh boy. Um, Al Capone is the nigga that tripped me out because of that energy. Oh yeah, dude. Even to this day, still, dude. Uh, now, it's, that that was that's 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 Al Capone in a nutshell. Energy, that, that pure energy. fucking energy. Everyone says, and it's that. always been that way. First time I heard lyrical drive by, it wasn't on the radio. It wasn't on a mixtape. Yeah. I saw this cat live. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck he was. He right, came out right. there on stage, man, and they dropped the record. And at this time, this motherfucker had a long-ass Jerry curl, Wave Nouveau, <laughs> on his back. You know what? You said Nouveau. Because, listen, <laughs> yeah. I think I said this on the last three or four episodes. I said when I on on this episode, when I said, yeah, man, you had the Jerry curl and shit. Everybody said, hold on, hold on, man. This shit with no Jerry Curl. It was a way new. It was a nouveau. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it was a very wet nouveau. Y'all motherfuckers, <laughs> hey man, this old school shit, man, you know what I'm saying? Old school gangster shit, man. We used to wear our hair a certain way, man, you know what I'm saying? And we used to have this shit called uh, the Wave Nouveau, you know? If you had you a big ass, you know, main, line main motherfucker, you put that shit in there, man, relax your hair a little bit, man, you had waves flowing like a motherfucker on your back. And man, this motherfucker jumped up on stage and he took his hat off and started swinging his hair, man, and Wave Nouveau, I'm talking about, he was, man, his brows was screaming, going crazy. Before he even said the first fucking lyric, <laughs> they was going crazy. He started doing this gangster walk across his motherfucker. Man, when I load the nine, yeah. it's time to put some niggas in line. Boy, it was over with. <laughs> it was over with. Number P Energy. Every record I've heard him do, every time I've ever seen Al Capone perform, you can tell this dude is giving you 100 percent of everything he got in him. Yeah. He yeah. leave it all on the field, bro. That, that, that's, that, my that's my guy, bro. That's my dude. I love I, I love to see this dude do his thing. Yeah. Hey, shout out my Al Capizzi. Oh, boy. <laughs> Whoop that trick, Gil. That's why they come, bro. That, yeah. that's, that's him. You want some crock music, you want energy, Al Capone is the man. Al Capone. He always been there, bro. Yeah. And before he was Al Capone, it was Scarface Al. Scarface Al, don't play. But you know, this cat over here from Houston was out at the time. His name was Scarface. So, right. you know, he didn't want no confusion. Yeah. You know, no issues and shit. So he said, fuck it. I'll just right. be Al Capone, Al Capizzi. Right. right. You know, wasn't nobody else rocking that moniker. Yeah. You know? And he and he represents it well. Yeah. I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even know this nigga real name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Al Capone. Al Capone. He, when he died, that's what he's going to have on his fucking tombstone. Al Capone. Al Capizzi. Oh, boy. No, I know your name, Alvin Bailey. <laughs> My nigga Al Capone. I know your name, Mr. Bailey. Man, whoopdeadtrick.com, whoop man. Go get your go get your go gri go grizz gear, man. The whoop that trick hoodies and shit. <laughs> Go get that, you know what I'm saying? Gotta go get it. Man, this is good shit. You know, we not hey, playing around here. We serious with this smoking shit. Like, like we gonna roll like the most exotic shit, nigga. Me and this nigga right here. This my smoking hey. guy. I'm Cheech and he Chong or whatever. 
I this gotta is, say you're this. my song part. I gotta, say, <laughs> I gotta say one more thing about Al Capone, yeah, man. Go ahead. Al Capone, the only nigga I know outside LeBron James got beef with Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, legitimate beef. Yeah, <laughs> he can't use that shit right here, man. Hey, what? Hey, man, he can't hey, use that shit. Steph Curry, M-Town shit, nigga. Yeah, we man, too. we want all the smoke. Man, mm -hmm. fuck you mean, man, but uh, hey, hey. I'm telling you, hey, hey. This is crazy. My God. Yeah, man, how do you feel being like your, you got one of them records too? Like Black with Parkway and Nobody and uh, Wolf Did Trick and Lyrical Drive-By and when they play Pat and they play Project Pat when they play the Throwback 3-6 and Gangsta Boo, they play. They Those play, classic records, bro. When they play. Let's get a room and watch TV in the club. You get the same response. I've seen it. I'm talking about like I've, I've experienced. I lived it with you guys. I see it. Um, how does it feel? Because you have listen having a hit record, and I know when we talk about, we think about the dividends that come from it and all this shit, right? And the publishing of the money. But I'm talking about the impact. The impact to the culture, what you what you did for the for the Memphis music scene, uh, you have two of them bitches, and probably three if you put click on them, which I believe you have to. So see, somebody will argue with you about sounding like a diamond. I would argue yeah, with me with yeah, yeah. You have four of them yeah. bitches. Then excuse me, my fucking bad. And then my, my fucking bad. You fucking right. You got that right. My bad. That would be me. I would watch this shit later when I'm editing. Like nigga, what about sounding like a diamond? Shit. No, hey. correct. But no, listen, bro. For real, when them bitches run, niggas is like they when they shine like a diamond. Come on, that's a that's a vibe. But that. Let's, 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 let's get a room when they, when they, I'm sorry. And that, don't, 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 don't watch me, go oh, watch TV. Yeah, bro. How does it feel, man? It feels great, you know, to, to see that people still love you and appreciate your music. You know what I'm saying? And I guess, and this probably is true for every artist. <laughs> It, it, it's everybody want to get paid. Everybody wants to be rich. Live off their art. Everybody wants to be that nigga with you know a million you know dollars in the bank. Everybody want commas. Yeah. But I think every artist would agree with me. The biggest payoff in all this shit, bro, is when a motherfucker hit play on your record, and you actually know in your you know without a doubt, them folks. Love your music. They fucking with it. They love you. That that appreciation, bro, that love you get from knowing a motherfucker is actually liking something that you created, that's the biggest payoff in the world. For fucking right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't ever want you to feel like <clears throat> you one of the humble niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. Like, you've always been humble. You've always been uh, a teacher and teachable at the same time. And... But um, thank you. When when you when you actually look at everybody that's had success out of Memphis music, <clears throat> you niggas is like <laughs> that, that. Let's get a room is branded into Memphis rap culture forever because of its uh, 
you know, being a part of Hustle and Flow because that was <coughs> that that is what put the culture on spotlight at that time. And that's we're living in the world of those babies. <laughs> and though I know those people are fans and loyal fans, but outside of that joint is platinum without RIAA certification because it will last forever. Yeah, that's that's a matter, and you know, like when we talk about these new artists, the new generation of artists and shit. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to get me wrong because I I know we live in a culture now where you can't criticize nobody. Right. You know, it's a such thing as constructive criticism. Right. And believe it or not, kids, constructive criticism is a positive thing. Yes. <laughs> They're trying to help you. Yes. Constructive criticism is good. Now, back to what we were talking about. We live in an age now, bro. If I hear a young cat falling off beat, or he should have said this this way or that way, if you try to instruct them, ah, oh, you hating that nigga, old ass hating that nigga. <laughs> what? And it's not, it's like <laughs> you can't get them to understand what we talking about right now. Longevity. Yeah. You got to have longevity in this game, bro. Yeah. If you making records that are just for right now, this instant air water shit, every record out here right now, come on, these cats all sound the same. They ain't trying to differentiate. They trying to do the same motherfucking record over and over and over again. Yeah, and they yeah. all talking about the same thing yeah. over and over and over and over and over and over, yeah, over again. No originality. How much longer do you think that shit I is I think it's lie? changing right now. Cause I think it's changing right now. I see right that cats, these kids, these stacks of money and shit on yeah, their shoulders. Yeah, yeah. But that one record that you got that's popping for the next 30 days, when you run through all that money, and you ain't got no record to follow up, and don't nobody want to hear that record you had that was popping 30, 30 days ago. Yeah. What do you have left? Th that I, I'm just saying. I think uh, I've been. I watch a. I watch a lot of YouTube for sure, and I'm always in college. And but one thing I see is that these newer kids, they're on YouTube and they got their shit together, and they on there like, "Yo, I was a rapper. This nigga 23. I was a rapper, and I said, "Yo, look, I'm not. I'm not trying to get killed." to have fun doing something. So I decided to do this. And now I got this and I'm making this amount of money. And I'm like, okay, the influence is changing uh, of what the music is gonna become. Um, I think that change is kind of coming. I think we're getting, I think we're in the genesis of <coughs> well, drastic change. <coughs> well, I think what you're talking about is kids making the decision as far as uh, now they're, they're aware. Their paths they're aware. They want to go I'm just saying the they're, they're aware that playing <coughs> on that fence can get you super killed. Like they but see, they go back to what I'm talking about. It's the it's the music. It still go back to the music and the culture, bro. We have to start getting in these kids' heads. It's other music to make, bro, besides murder music. music yeah, yeah. You realize how many other topics that people make records about, that are successful records, that make money. Love records. That has nothing to do with killing a motherfucker. <laughs> There's no longevity in this shit. Yeah. 
It's direct the message I'm trying to get across to these folks, bro. It's not gangster music. It's the type of gangster music y'all making. Making is murder, murder music. If you want to talk Pop about music. gangster shit, let's do it in a different way. Why do you have to sound like the last 12 niggas? Why are you rapping just like the last 12 niggas? Why are all y'all records still sounding the same? N.W.A., you put on you put on an N.W.A. record. The motherfuckers, these niggas created gangster rap. You want to hear some killing and all that shit? Put on an N.W.A. album. Not one of those records sound like the last. They're all different. You cats are not putting in the effort to make good, long-lasting music, bro. They don't care about it as much. And that's the problem. We have to start caring about the culture because the culture affects everything else. If we let these and we kids, see how influential if we let these is. kids continue to make this bullshit. And they putting these bullshit messages out here to the other kids. They think that's and the that, way they supposed and, and to live. That being the thing the labels put the money behind. But if that's the way these kids think they supposed to live. All they hearing about is man, I'm riding around, brr, 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 shooting up everybody. Then why do you think all these kids running around killing right, each other exactly. now, bro? Because this is the influence we giving them. And that and social media decent. And we not them from we work. not trying to show them nothing different. We got to start showing them something different. Nobody's screaming those things out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to start. It. Don't nobody else do it. We need to try doing it. We're doing it right now. We're screaming. We, like we, we, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Let's make some different music. Yeah, because we had this talk all the time. Like, we just filming this shit Man, for the sake get, of the podcast, but we bro, had this conversation all the time. You know how like, much shit it is out here in the streets you can talk about? Man. You want to talk about some street shit? You can talk about plenty of streets. You can talk about pimp holes. You can talk about motherfuckers selling dope. You can talk about all kind of street shit. You can talk about hustling out. All kind of shit. But what the fuck is this fascination about killing everybody? <laughs>